Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Nerdgast on Talk podcast is brought to you by Spaces Philly. If you love podcasts, go to spacesphilly.com where you can check out Lulu and Pop, Both Sides, Turntables, Jump Thoughts, Super Tongue, and the Nerd Coalition's very own No Gimmicks Needed. Visit spacesphilly.com today. And now, feel the Nerdgasm. Okay. I think I got I, I got the I got the note I got the note, and welcome back to the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast. <laughs> I am your host Wagon Zero, and welcome to the Pop Culture Pal Wow. We are here with the man with the plan. If you need him, Yosha Zam, the host of the No Gimmicks Needed podcast and the co-host of the Nerd Gas and Talk podcast, Mister A and E. What's going on, everybody? <clears throat> I hope you are feeling well. How you feeling, bro? We just had a good laugh before we got on air. Yeah, it was great. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I got a little caught in my throat, but we good though. Yeah, I'm good. And the Sixers won tonight, so I'm good. So they about to bring them brooms out. I hope so. Oh, oh yeah, it is playoff season, and I know you're a basketball fan. So how's that going? Playoffs are going great right now. Uh, the Sixers are up three nothing on the Wizards. Oh, so hopefully they sweep them out by Monday. They just move on to the next round, and and. Uh, I don't know what's going on with the Knicks, <clears throat> but thank you. There we go. But uh, it's been fun. It's been a fun watch. If you are basketball fans out there, I, I heard something about Clippers. Is that is that a good thing or a bad thing? Well, uh, <laughs> they uh struggling against Luka Doncic and the Mavericks right now. Oh, <clears throat> gotcha, gotcha. You, you sure Luka you leads you... them? <laughs> I'm trying to clear my thumb. My wife bought me something to drink. Oh, okay, okay gotcha. <laughs> I was like, I'm making sure you're not, you're not coughing out a lung over there. But yeah, uh, we it'll probably help with my weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> we got a good amount to talk about on this podcast episode today. Uh, we got the Horizon Zero Dawn event. <clears throat> we got the Sonic event. We got the movie experiences <clears throat> of not only. Army of the Dead, but Spiral. But first, let's give our condolences to Paul Mooney. Paul Mooney passed away. <clears throat> oh my goodness, this my computer just froze. Uh, <laughs> hold on. Paul Mooney just passed. Okay, here we go. May nineteenth, twenty twenty one. Now <clears throat> I have a. You probably have more of a relationship with Paul Mooney than I do. I, I discovered mm-hmm. him because I was I had a phase where I would watch a lot of stand up comedies, mm-hmm. and uh, one of them I watched <clears throat> was uh, Richard Pryor's. And I oh, the Richard he, Pryor show. Yeah, he wrote a lot for <clears throat> Richard Pryor, so that's how I discovered Paul Mooney. Uh, I'm not mm-hmm. sure uh, what's your experience with him. <clears throat> well, yeah, I um experienced Paul Mooney in the early years also with the Richard Pryor show. Which was I, I remember he was <clears throat> very young back then. Him and John Weatherspoon. Yeah, I remember right. uh, back there from the Richard Pryor show. And then of course Paul Mooney had a uh, 
certain kind of uh, comedy where he was raw, serious, and he didn't bend to any kind of commercial needs. <clears throat> That's not who he was. And then he got like a kind of got like a, a career resurgence when he was on Chappelle's show. Right, right. They, everybody remembers him at, at, uh, at the Chappelle show. And, uh, you know, for the Nick Nigrodamus, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, skits and stuff like that. And he, he, he was very, he was a very, a decent comedian. Now, once again, is he in my top, uh, as <clears throat> favorite comedians? No, he's not. But I do recognize, you know, an icon and a legend when I see one. Right, right. Uh, same thing with me. I wouldn't put him in my top for uh, comedians, but he definitely he was he was great. He was definitely funny. Uh, it was one story I heard. He was saying uh, he said a kid was going around his parents, and he was like, "Hey, mom, look, I'm black." And he got smacked by his mom, and he was like, "Oh no, yeah, he's uh, the white boy got smacked by his mom." And he was like, "Go tell your uh, father what you did." He went to his father. Hey, Dad, I'm black. He got smacked by his dad. He was like, go tell your grandfather what you did. He went to his grandfather. Hey, grandfather, I'm black. He got smacked by them. And then he went back to his mom. And his mom said, what did you learn? And he was like, look, I've only been black for five minutes, and I can't stand you white people. <laughs> I was like, that, that's funny. <laughs> that is yeah. funny. But, uh, yeah, I really liked his comedy. He had uh, – it, it was just – it was it was one of those feel good comedies that got on everybody, so everybody's laughing. No matter yeah. who you are, it was like no one. It was like <laughs> a, no one's safe type of battleground. Yeah, and you know, a lot of people probably thought that Paul Mooney could have been bigger than who he was because that he was being called for deals in movies and hosts and stuff all around the globe. But he did not ever turn away from who he truly was, mm-hmm. and I and I, I I admire him for that. It's like, you know, um, he could have... You hear the story so many times of how these black comedians can be so much bigger or they have been so much bigger or they're given that Hollywood treatment and they realize that this is not... They don't want to dance for the white man, basically. Right. right. And, you know, I, I respect his stance. Like I said, he, he, he became a legend on his own merit or basically on his own way. And that's that's one thing I can, you know... Respect a lot about Paul Mooney and especially what he had <clears throat> brought to the table in terms of his comedy, which I think a lot of people like him and and Red Fox and Richard Pryor and those com- and those com- uh, comedians from, from back in the day have not necessarily done. And it's, it's unfortunately, it's going to be a generation out there that's only going to remember Paul Mooney for Chappelle Show, mm-hmm. opposed to all the all the other great work that he has done. Uh, before that, because me personally, now even though he's not in my top favorite comedians, I think he's I think he's funny to Richard Pryor, and that's in my personal opinion. I think he is too. I agree because I I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, hate for this, but in my personal opinion, I think Richard Pryor is slightly overrated. Now I, I, now, I don't have enough information to argue that. <clears throat> yeah, now I, like I said. I know a lot of people are not going to agree with me on that one and probably wish death on me. But, you know, in my personal opinion, I I found Paul Mooney way funnier than Richard Pryor. And I do think that Richard Pryor at times is slightly, slightly, slightly overrated. I mean, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's fair because I I, I go back and sometimes 
Richard Pryor stuff just doesn't age well for me. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and sometimes I watch, I'm like, I, I, I'm not laughing at this, but there is some, there is some, a lot of stuff that Paul Mooney has done, whether he just be in the, the juke joints or whether he be, you know, in a crowd of 20 people or 100 people or doing a skit on, you know, a uh, Chappelle show, whatever the case may be. I uh, constantly find myself, you know, into what he's saying and laughing, especially when it comes to about being black and loving your blackness and all the other stuff like that, because that's one thing he has fought for, performed for, and make sure <clears throat> everybody knows about. Right, right. So rest in power to him. Uh, I hope his family's okay uh, in this time of need. It's definitely a really hard time to say that. But that's yeah, not... Yeah, and, I, and, I, and I, I'm also... Sorry for people out there because uh, we definitely get on this kind of late because we didn't we didn't complete the podcast last week. That's what we were going to talk about last week, but obviously we couldn't get the podcast done. <clears throat> yeah, we we you did know, have a celebration that. of life. Uh, oh God, that was the wrong thing to say. We were celebrating uh, uh, a birthday, so we yeah, we, so yeah, we yeah. To take a break at least. Yeah, yes, my do- my daughter turned two, and we were very happy to see that. And there, and there's this great also to have all. Our friends come back, so that's why you know it had to wait. It had to wait a week. Yeah. So I, I appreciate you out there, um, you know, supporting that. So I appreciate all that. Yes. Um, however, another death did happen that week uh, on May 6, twenty twenty one. Kentaro, I'm I'm going to mess up his last name, but the author of the manga Berserk passed away. You going to mess up a Japanese name? I don't, I'm shocked. Oh it. Japanese names are not like I. I was actually talking to someone about this. Like, people get mad at you for saying the Japanese wrongs. Like, hey, how dare you say a word that's in a different language that is not your native speaking language wrong? Like, oh, I'm sorry, but uh, I don't want to. I don't want to mess up his last name. I don't want to disrespect him. But, uh, the author of uh, Bleach, uh, Kentaro, has passed away. Um, I'm not, I'm sorry, gosh, the author of Berserk, not Bleach. Um, now, Berserk is very influential. I'm not sure if you know how influential it is, but a lot of things now, what's inspired, uh, Cloud having the Buster Sword in Final Fantasy VII, inspired by Berserk. Um, games like Dark Souls Three, Bloodborne, um, all it's inspired by Berserk. Uh, usually anything with a giant big Buster Sword, inspired by Berserk. Devil May Cry, um... Dragon's Dogma, the hit series um, Chainsaw Man, Blue Exorcist. A lot of things were inspired by um, Berserk. And it was one of those um, series where it was like, oh, this is never going to end because the author was taking a lot of breaks due to his health. And now it's like, it, it was always a meme, but now it's it's kind of heartbreaking now that we're not uh-huh. going to get the end of the story. And it was, a, it was a very dark story. A very dark story. It, it was nothing... There, there was no like, there, there's no way Disney could take this and make it brighter in any type of way, type of dark. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he passed away, so uh, rest in peace. Uh, rest in peace to him as well. Um. So yeah, and another thing of the small topics, we're probably both feeling the same way about this. But Craven the Hunter has been cast by Aaron Taylor Thompson. <clears throat> Did I get his name right? Aaron Taylor Johnson. Aaron Aaron Taylor Johnson. Yes, has been cast by that. And most of you guys know him for Kick Ass or 
uh, Quicksilver from Age of Ultron. What, yeah. I don't know what Sony is doing. At this point, I'm just like, all right, just do what you want. Just do what you want. Mm-hmm. I, I, they know. They know for sure. They was, they probably saw um <laughs> probably saw Wanda WandaVision and they was like, Hey, is uh Aaron Taylor Johnson available? Hey, let's get him on the phone since he's not gonna be in that show. Hey, you wanna play Craven? <laughs> and well, why did anybody think that this was okay? It it's Sony. So when Sony doesn't have directions or someone telling them things are right, they do whatever they want when it comes to the movie department. Mm. And we've seen this time after time after time. There was no need to make a Spider-Man verse without Spider-Man at all. Mm. But somehow they are doing well, it. I don't mind the, the the villain approach from Sony. I don't mind villain movies. I'm talking about Aaron Taylor Johnson as that as Craven the Hunter, one of the most, uh, you know, say uh, well looked at and personable villains that Spider-Man actually has. Actually, unique is probably the word I'm more looking for. Right, and that doesn't describe Aaron Taylor Johnson at all. There's nothing. First of all, I'm tired of everybody saying well, he was a kick-ass. I'm like. The, the character of Kick-Ass is just boring also. It's just that, you know, it's just the situation that he's in that made the movie good and the comic book decent. But him personally is just like the, the charisma he has. I mean, it's kind of like, you know, a sunny side of egg. You know, you never know which way it's going to go. Right. You know, and, and there's nothing about any movie that he's in that I'm like, yo, he killed it. If I say if you remember his role from Godzilla, you'd be like, oh, shit, he was in Godzilla? Right. I would say if, that. I would say, if I say, hey, you know, how do you feel about Quicksilver? Well, the, the Fox Quicksilver was better, and he got a role on WandaVision. Yep. So th- there you have it. And it's like Kick-Ass was like, okay, was Kick-Ass 1 and Kick-Ass 2, and what, what happened? He got his ass kicked. So, and Kick-Ass 1 was way better than Kick-Ass 2. It, it Yeah. Yeah, it was, and I'm like, I, I and I'm, and there's no w- way ever. Uh, I thought he would be cast as Craven of all people to get to play Craven the Hunter. That's who y'all pick. I, I'm also as we're talking about this, it's like I'm trying to shuffle in my head. Who would I want to play as Craven? The only person that will really that's coming to mind off of like just the top of my head is Jason Momoa. <laughs> Jason Moe, because he has the look down. Yeah. And you know what? I'm not going to like his personality. Because first of all, I'm older than Aaron Taylor Johnson. Uh-huh. And I'm like, Craven the Hunter is a grown man when I look at him. Mm-hmm. Like, he's a grown ass. Like, it's almost like I need Sean Connery almost grown. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To, uh, you know, to, to uh, play uh, Craven. You know, like that's that's the kind of look I'm looking for, or you know, somebody with that you know distinguished mustache uh, in a way. Right. Not this kid. Like I, I don't want them to turn Craven into a teenager. Also, I'm like, no. It it just don't. It it just it, maybe it's just me because I have not I, the movies I've seen of him because it's, it's different from what I talk about. Um, 
uh, who, who's the new Batman now? Uh, Robert Pattinson. Well, Robert Pattinson. Well, we've well, seen his seen... acting chops. It's like, okay, he does have skill. Whereas Aaron Taylor-Johnson is like, he was never a highlight in a movie that we've seen. No, not at all. There's no, there's nothing. Even me looking at his his, his IMDb, he look at his movies right now. I'm looking at it. and I'm just like nothing rings a bell. Anything <laughs> I saw, I'm just like this is just not it, sir. This is not it at all. He was in Tenet, and I ain't you know I ain't even watched Tenet. Wait, Aaron Taylor Man, Johnson was in Tenet. Exa- exactly. I mean, I didn't see Tenet, but I was like, oh. I was like, I, I thought you got confused. I was like, we were just talking about Robert Pattinson. <laughs> and, it's, and, and, and it's Craven the Hunter's coming out in 2023. You know what? I'm like, I'd rather, i just rather see Morbius and call it a day. But Look, I've been call- against this whole Sony villain-verse from the gate, so I I just don't want this to happen. Venom, let there be Carnage looks actually like it's going to be dope. Carnage looks okay. Carnage actually looks good. I'll give it that, like I said. Other than that, I do I don't I could care less about that movie. I could really care less about that movie. But uh sure. Sony just just do it, I guess. I mean <laughs> like I really have nothing to say to them about it. Um but yes, on to the next topic. We had a lot of gaming uh news that hit us this week. And so close to E three, because E three is happening in about two weeks. So okay, I was I was wondering. So my birthday weekend. Yeah, around your birthday weekend is when E three is going to happen. You know what? And I think that's also the weekend I get my second shot. So oh. it will be crazy if I just get too sick for work and we'll be able to watch E three. But hey, you know, uh, we'll see. We'll see. But <laughs> oh, and you can join the club being fully vaccinated. Yes, finally. But yeah, I heard that second dose got hands. But uh, yeah, let's talk. You about- know, I, I I heard it got hands if you haven't had it before. Hey, bro, you 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 built different. So- right? <laughs> bro, just, hey, 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 hey! When COVID came to my house, it slapped me down and dog walked me for two weeks. Hey, but okay, you, but you got back up. That's what's important. Exactly. So I'm saying. So uh, after my second shot, I was cool. I barely hit a fever at past ninety nine. Oh, nice. So it was just like okay, it was cool. Then everybody I talked to. That, that that never had COVID before, mm-hmm. it was like, yo, that second shot kicked my ass. But then the people I have talked to that had that have COVID before, it was just like, oh, it wasn't nothing. It was like, so, oh, this is Tuesday. Yeah, so going through my estimates, it, was, it seems like the people who never who never experienced COVID before, it hits them a little bit harder. They'll be fine still, but it hits them a little bit harder. So I guess you never experienced COVID before, right? No. So yeah, it, it's probably going to slap me. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well, I'm ready for it. <laughs> I've been prepared for it, but let's, uh, yeah, I'm ready for it. Let's go. Um, I'll talk about the game. I would say I'll probably be least interested in, um, Far Cry six is actually the game I'm least interested in. Uh, it's a very pretty game. They showed a gameplay trailer for it. The coolest thing is the setting. Mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. um, the setting is taking place. I think in Mexico this time around, uh, Far Cry is always like, you know, going somewhere. And I just really like the whole, the atmosphere. And we're playing as a woman protagonist. So I'm very happy about that. You know, it's nice that we got some representation going on, especially for the, uh, the Latino community. 
Um, exactly. And that that's just great. Uh, Latino, Hispanic, Mexican. I'm sorry if I'm getting it wrong, but uh, yeah, it's nice that we're getting some representation from that. Uh, apparently, it's a pet alligator that can come and attack now. And I'm just like, oh my god. The one thing I did notice about this trailer is that the lip sync was very off for the characters. Oh. And that's just me. Now, uh, the trailer was in uh, 30 frames per second. So it could just be me watching that trailer in 30 frames per second. But, so, I I feel like this is a discussion for another day. Any first person game is unacceptable to be less than 60 frames per second within the next generation. But uh, that's a, that's another conversation for me. Um, so far, the game has done nothing to really interest me. None of the Far Cry's has done anything to interest me. The only thing I would say is, like, the villain just seems really cool. Now we got Giancarlo Esposito. Did I say his name right? I think I did say his name right. Uh, we had uh, Giancarlo Esposito um, playing the uh, antagonist in this. Can't wait for that ball. Yeah, I, which is great. But the weapons you get in this game is crazy. So they have one cool weapon um, where you like take a motorcycle engine and make a rail gun out of that. Which I was like, oh, okay, that's really cool. You get like a powered up nail gun. You get this really cool CD gun where it's like it's playing the Macarena. And every time you shoot it, the CD skips. And you're just shooting CDs at people. I was like, okay, I like that. That that gave me a a, a ratchet and clank feeling type of uh, immersion and immersion to it. I should say. So, the weapons and everything looks cool. The atmosphere looks great. The story doesn't look interesting whatsoever. So, I'm gonna need something more to convince me. But I don't play Far Cry, so I probably won't play this. In all honesty. Okay, I mean, I understand that. I mean, I'm, I'm obviously into it for my main man, Gene Carlos Rosito. Right. But, you know, say, I haven't played really much of a fall game, a fall game, excuse me, a fall cry uh, type thing neither. So, we, we got to see how it goes. I mean, I'm not going to lose no sleep over it. But if I'm able to pick one up, I always have to give it a chance only because of my main man's in there. Yeah, I hope you, uh, because I know how you feel about uh, first person shooters. Yeah, I suck at them. <laughs> So I don't know if this will be a better experience for you or not. It, uh, I don't know. It depends. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we also had a another event this week for Dying Light. They showed a great gameplay of Dying Light Two, which honestly, I, I thought this was supposed to come out years ago. I'm not sure what happened in the development cycle uh, for this, but I thought this was supposed to come out years ago. And to me, this did. This game definitely looked aged. It looks like it's uh, out of its time. Now, uh, I don't know how you feel about zombie games. Personally, I'm tired of it. I am so tired of zombie games. Two, this is also a first-person parkour game, which I am going to feel sick playing this. I am. I'm I'm not sure if you played Mirror's Edge before. But that was a first-person parkour game. It was just too much movement. And I was like, yeah, I can't do this. I can't do this at all. But uh, the game looks cool. For those who are into it, I say, hey, you know, rock on. But this trailer did nothing for me to get my interest. Now, for the two things that probably kept my attention the most, uh, one of them for the wrong reasons, let's talk about that. Sonic. Sonic had his 30th anniversary event. 
And my God, Sonic fans, y'all are just something. Now. Yes, they are. Oh, yes, we are. The only thing that would have saved this was would have been a trailer of the new movie. That didn't happen. Let me tell you how this event started. It started off by saying, hey, Sonic is coming to these games that you already have. He's coming to the uh, Olympics Games Tokyo 2020 official video game as an avatar. That thing looks disgusting. I was like, what in the world? It's, it literally is a man in a mascot, in a Sonic mascot outfit. And I'm just like, oh, why did y'all put that in there? Then he's in a game... Um, I forget what it's called, but you're like at, uh, I think it's called uh, uh, Two Point Hospital, where you literally just play a doctor, and you get to play as Sonic in that, and I'm like, okay? And then, is a game called Lost Judgment, where you could go to an arcade and play the worst Sonic game, which is the Sonic fighting game. And I'm just like, what? Sega, what do y'all do that is right when it comes to Sonic? At all. And I'm just like, okay, I'm done. And then they were like, yo, we got some more announcements coming. We got a giant Eggman uh, robot play set um, that's just like a little toy set. I was like, okay. For Sonic, we think about video games. Let's get to the video games. Then they're like, oh, yeah, well, we got a full-color hard, uh, a full-color hardcover uh, Sonic Encyclopedia from Dark Horse. Okay. Let's talk about the games. All right, all right. Are you guys? Do you guys like hip hop? Well, we got Sonic Ice Chains from King Ice. I'm like, bro, you cannot be serious. From King Ice? Yes. I don't know what I think King Ice is a brand, but it's mm. it's literally Sonic Chains, Ice Out Chains. You know what? I'm not gonna lie. The Shadow One actually looked cool. I'll give it to the Shadow One. That actually looked cool. Matter of fact, let me look on this website of the... <laughs> oh, no, they don't have the Sonic one available. But the the, the Shadow one actually looked cool. And I was like, all right, I will try that out. And uh, the only game they showed for Sonic was, one, the mobile game. And two, it was the uh, Sonic Colors um, revamped, which pretty much is getting remastered. Which is like, okay, a good Sonic game, finally. And then they was like, wait, before we go, we got one more thing to show you. And they just showed a trailer of Sonic running. And then they zoomed out and said 2022. And that's it. And I was like, what was that supposed to do, guys? What was that supposed to do? And then, you know, the internet started blowing up with Sonic fans and saying, yes, our king is back. I'm like, how? How? You guys are are. I'm gonna just say it like this: Sonic fans and Sonic fans and anime game fans are one and the same. Because we know we're getting bad quality stuff. However, we're just gonna keep throwing money at them because that's how that that's the only thing we got. Jump Force was not, is not a good game. It should not have been as bad as it was, but. A lot of people threw money at it, and they kept making season passes, and they kept, and you know, they're going to give that company more money because they're bringing more profit in because apparently it is selling well, and they think it's selling well. They think it's a good game, 
And then it got nominated for game of the year. Well, fighting game of the year. So it's like it it's it's dumb. Uh, me being a, a Sonic fan, I was like, okay, well, this is a lot. There was a to take it yesterday, and I was just like, well, when it comes to Sonic right now, I just care about is the trailer going to be good, and they're going they're going to make an up to date Sonic game. What's the trailer about that one? Well, all the other animation stuff, I got Sonic Mania. I don't need to go back to get the other stuff from Sonic. Right, and Sonic Mania was made by people who usually don't make Sonic uh, games. They were just fan of Sonic games. I was like, okay, that's why it was good. It, it, that's why it was like, it was like, what was it? It got the suits out from not being involved in that. Yep, that's all they had to do. Just mm-hmm. get people who cares about the property. And yeah, then you're good. But everyone was betting on the Sonic Adventure three. Now, no. I, I I haven't played Sonic Adventure two in a while. I know that's a cult classic. I'm pretty sure that game is bad, but it's just nostalgia. But I'm not gonna sit here and try to argue or anything because I'm, I'm one. I just don't feel like it. I, I I'm tired of arguing yeah. Sonic fans. It, it gets nowhere <laughs> at all. It gets nowhere at all. But let's. It doesn't. Talk, oh, sorry. I said it doesn't. Uh, let's talk. One more video game, though. One showcase we had. We had a Sony State of Play for Horizon Forbidden West. And honestly, this has got to be the, one of the most beautiful looking games on Earth. This is probably one of the mm. best looking games I ever see. Almost as good as God of War. I am mind blown. If, if you get a chance, look at the trailer and like turn the uh, quality to uh, 2160p 4K. It's gonna. Mm. It's matter of fact, watch it on your TV too. You gonna you gonna see it, and it's gonna it's gonna feel different. Uh, the game looks amazing. Um, I haven't finished the first one because the story was like okay. Everyone kept saying Aloy is such a great character. I was like, no, she was pretty bland. There was <laughs> it was really no personality to her. But sure, okay. Um, it added some cool features. It got a grappling hook now. Has a glider. Um, more cinematic uh, feeling combat, which I like. I thought the combat in the first one was a little too boring, where they made it a more animated this go around. Uh, okay, but, I mean it, it, it does look visually beautiful. Oh, oh, by far, this is one of the most beautiful games ever made. Yes, uh, that's the one thing with Sony games. I think they are got visuals down pat. With uh, mm-hmm. they will always take uh, take it a step uh, step up when it comes to visuals, even with the. New Ratchet and Clank, which looks phenomenal. I can't wait for that to come out. Um, so, yeah. Uh, but the game looks great. Uh, I don't know if it sold me yet. Because, I, I'm personally, I'm tired of open world games. Man, anything with PS5 goes sell you. I, no, I'm, I'm just tired of open world games. I'm only tired of open world games because there's a lot. Uh-huh. Whereas like Spider Man, I feel like it's a smallish open world where this these are huge. And it's like yeah, it's, I, what, I, it's an open city. Yeah, I'm like, I don't have the time for all this. <laughs> I don't have the time to be playing all this and try to explore every single inch of this map. Uh unlike where I had time with Ghost of Tsushima, because everything was like that was the pandemic. Everything was closed and I was like, look, I got nothing but time. Um but yeah. That's great. Um so I know you're excited about this news. DC has confirmed there's going to be an Injustice animated movie. We didn't get too much information on it, 
Uh, the video game came out in uh, May 2017, um, and it was made by uh, NetherRealm Studios, which I know I know we both enjoyed. Uh, uh, actually, it came out in 2013. I'm sorry, you're right. 2017 <laughs> was Injustice 2. Yeah, my bad. That was. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. But yeah, Injustice Gods Among Us and Injustice Two. Now, I know I know you read the comics. I know you read the comics. Oh yeah. Do you think this is going to take more from the comic or the video game? Well, it, it kind of, you know. Well, as of right now, if they're going to do a comic, it's five years of injustice, and it's like, well, I don't know if they got the stamina to do this. So I think they're going to go along the the way of the video game. Okay. And which and which is the video game and the and and the actual comic are not far off anyway. It's just that it's just that the video game go it, it, it skips the five years that happen and then and then this is their master plan to get Superman uh you know to, to defeat the evil Superman. Right. But in the in the comics we're going through each year. Mm-hmm. You know, one by you know, one by one until we catch up to the point of where the video game was at. But I think uh, we're, we're, going, we're going to get all the key moments, all the good things that happened in the first injustice, uh, and uh, I think we're going to probably get a part one and part two, mm-hmm. which I think I think we should. But I think I think it'll be a dope animated movie. Oh yeah, Very I think this movie. is one of the animated movies where I think this this, this was long overdue. Cause I, uh, I've, I've, been, I've been wanting this, and I have. I'm still going to fight Kingdom for them to do Kingdom Come. Like, come on! I man. would like to see a Kingdom Come movie. Uh, definitely Injustice. Now, I feel. I know you said you wanted a two part. I hope there's more, but I feel like I'm over. I'm asking for a lot for that. I would like to yeah. see a movie for each year. Personally, hopefully I, this. Um, this will sell well, and maybe WB will realize and try to do that. But it's highly unlikely if they do that. Yeah, but, but the fact that it's getting done because I was like, I don't know if they're going to try to do it in in the Snyderverse or the DCEU. But for them to do it in an animated feature, I think that's the perfect way to go. Oh yeah, oh yeah, without a doubt. I think all the DC animated movies were pretty much golden. I can't yeah. think of a bad DC animated film. Oh, hold on there. Uh, oh, I mean, we, we can if we just you know, take some time. I, I, yeah, probably. But I mean, as of right yeah, now, because because there are some DC animated films that are weaker than the others. Oh yeah, I, I could I could definitely so, say that. But uh, bet, like uh, that, that that new one, that, that Batman and the Legend of the Dragon with the black guy with the afro in there, that was not that good. I did not see that. Yeah, uh, that just came out. Um. I didn't see, uh, but Superman vs. the Elite was not the greatest. I wanted to be, but it wasn't. Was that Batman? The, oh no, that was. I'm thinking of All Star Superman. Yeah, uh, Batman, Batman Ninja was. Uh, I heard that wasn't the greatest. That was the anime take on there. Mm-hmm. They dropped the ball, and I don't know how they did it, but they dropped the ball with the killer joke. Yeah, I agree with that. They, now, now. The second part of it, uh, which was actually about the comic book, I thought was fine. But the whole way they tried to turn it into a movie, I thought they dropped the ball yeah, completely. It, it should have been an animated short, honestly. It should have been a it, twenty it, minute it was, animated short. Yeah, it didn't need to be the whole movie. That whole movie that made them 
completely dropped the ball. Yeah, but I think it was also selling nostalgic, uh, nostalgia because it was the same animation team that did the animated series, and it was like, oh my god, this was so beautiful to look at. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, also, a uh, quick thing. Uh, I'm not sure if you heard the. I heard they were making a another Batman animated series for HBO Max. They're gonna. I did hear about that. I actually don't have an article up for that at the moment, but I heard that. I'm pretty excited about that. I want to. I'm, I'm pretty sure they're gonna go more mature like they did with the Killing Joke on it. If they do, that's cool. I would like to see that, and I would like to see like how they will take on like Death of Nightwing or something like that. Start over. You think they'll start all, the whole thing? You, 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 I mean, uh, honestly, I don't think they should because I think we know we already know the Batman story by now. Yeah, we do, but uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's, I mean, but see now, ain't but so much to go because now we got the whole bat, the whole bat family is established, right? Now and I and, and now to the point, I'm just like, well. What do you do? Mm-hmm. Because then, but of course, you're gonna want to make an animated series. Where it's just like, okay, well, Batman is the star of this thing. So, but it's like, well, we left off with Nightwing. We left off with Robin. Left off with Batgirl. I'm saying, why don't you start over? Right, right. It just it it don't have to it don't have to tie in with the Bruce Timms uh, Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. Do your own thing. Right. Yeah, you can I, even start, start off with Batman and Robin if you wanted to. That'll be. I would just. I would rather do just like. I, personally, just get away from Batman. They need, yeah, Batman. 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 Superman need a break. Get away from Batman. Let's like. I'm like the whole game Gotham Knights. I would take a Gotham Knights story. I will. Uh, I forget what the um, the new Batman sidekick is. The one that I, his, I think his name is Duke. He wears yellow, but he's like Batman during the daytime. I forget his name. I would like to see a story with him. Um, yeah, was he, yeah, we're saying that because we're nerds. We're diehard nerds. We're combo nerds. But the money, Batman sells <laughs> the, huh? money, the money speaks. Yeah, Batman sells to the casual fan. Right. I actually, I don't know if we will have time, but I actually wanted to have a conversation with you about comic books and the whole about comic books but uh i don't want to take up too much time if we do that but we'll see uh how we go now uh real quick before we oh hey actually we knocked out a lot of stuff quickly um yeah. so maybe i'll hop on that but um eternals trailer the eternal oh. trailer dropped now I know you did your reaction. Make sure you go check it out on the Nerd Coalition channel, uh, Nerd Coalition Studios channel. How did you feel about the trailer? Well, that was beautiful. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I did not know what to expect with the Eternals. I, I was like, I'm not, I'm unfamiliar with the Eternals. Okay, and a lot of my, a lot of my Marvel knowledge is on Earth. Okay, so, <laughs> but, but looking at it, it, it kind of reminds me of these are. Like the extraterrestrials that came and helped shape civilization. Like right. you ever watch that show Ancient Aliens? No, I haven't heard of it either. Okay, so there's this documentary which a lot of people make fun of, but I'm in documentaries, and they it the documentary is about uh, illustrating proof that extraterrestrials were here before, and they helped 
us built civilizations. Mm -hmm. And it's now, you know, it has its criticism. And it's not saying that it's taken away from uh, people who believe in God and and, and all that kind of stuff like that. They're they're actually not saying that. They actually agree with you. But what they're saying is the documentary is basically about how aliens could be the cause for a lot of things that happened back in the day. Right. And we could be interpret interpret interpreting it, it wrong. Okay. And so that's what the documentary so I I'm a huge fan of it. And I watch HLs all the time. I don't watch it with my wife because all she does is that all she do is just criticize. I was like, leave me alone and let me be great. Let the haters so, hate. Yeah. So that's what the Eternals reminds me of. Okay. Of the uh, of this group of people that helped shape the Marvel universe. Gotcha, gotcha. And nobody knew, no, knows about them, and they they sat back and just watched, and now they're willing to come back. Gotcha. And that's what the cool thing about it is for me. Okay. Um, to me, I felt the same way you felt about Red Dead Redemption. This was the most beautiful, boring trailer I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> the visuals were on point. But I was like, wh- I couldn't even tell this was a Marvel trailer if the Mar- if the Marvel logo didn't show up, I wouldn't have known this was a Marvel trailer. This trailer uh-huh. looked like okay. Here's the purpose. This trailer looked like I am number four. Uh I was like, oh, I, I if I did not see the Marvel name, I would have not known this was going to be a Marvel property at all. Yeah, so I can agree with you. It, I, now. The every like I said, visuals, scenery, everything else looked great, but this didn't look like a movie where I was like, "Oh man, I got to see this first day," or it hasn't sold me yet to get there. Now this is a teaser, so we didn't get the full, um, you know, we didn't get everything fully yet. Uh, there are a lot of characters. Uh, matter of fact, let me go back into the trailer and see how many that were standing towards the end. Because it's two, four, six, eight, ten of these characters. I hope all of them get shine. Because mm-hmm. it looks like we really got two of them out of the whole trailer. What we were looking at. Yeah, you, you, you're gonna get the big the, the big names of them, but as as the group, it, I, I'm intrigued. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna sit there and say, "Well, oh my God, see, in terms of run to movies, that's how I feel about Guards of the Galaxy." Like. I'm not a space guy. I'm. I was more Earth based with my heroes. Uh-huh. So I'm hoping that they all have. But then on top of it, it's hard to do like arcs and stuff like that when you deal with gods and stuff like this. So right, right. But it it just uh, it looks very pretty. It looks very promising. That's what I hope it does. I hope it keeps the commitment of being promising. I hope so too, because it. It just didn't, you know. It, it just didn't hit <laughs> for me. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, you know, all right, cool. Um, now this is going to be a small little topic, because uh, I, I it was a video I saw and I was quite interested. I thought it was interesting. Um, and before we get to the movie experiences, now it was a video. It was a video about a guy talking about how uh, the comic book industry is failing. And it's kind of hard to believe, which he was bringing up great points. He says, comic book, book, uh, the comic book industry is at the biggest point of his life. Comic book popularity, at least. 
We got the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which brought billions of dollars. One of the most successful, actually the most successful movie franchise on the planet. We have uh-huh. DC, who made hits. Uh, a lot of misses, but we got a great amount of hits on there. However, comic books are failing to sell. Whereas, he put uh, mangas and anime are selling a lot more. And he brought up a, a top 20 list. I forget which top 20 list, but it was talking about mangas and pretty much graphic novel sales. And in the whole top 20, there was not one American comic book that was on there. Ooh. Which was, like, very interesting. Because, I mean, it's understandable that mangas are on the rise and all that. But I wanted to get your opinion to see is, like, uh, do you... What do you feel like could be this an issue that comic books aren't hitting the mainstream like uh, mangas are? Well, one... The art of going out to getting a comic book is, is starting to become dead. Remember, I do agree. You know what? I uh-huh. I do agree because I was actually thinking that because if you think about what's the closest comic book store, there's a and you you're gonna have to travel. Now you can say you got to travel a long ways, but you're gonna have to travel a ways to get to you know the comic book place. And unfortunately, uh, especially like with the director who who tries to sell us. On audio comics, where you can just get them, and sometimes they can read them to you. You just you can watch them online. The the actual art of going out and sh- go, going comic book shopping is is done. Right, right. And unfortunately, like I say if if there's no good good story, it is nothing that you want to pick up. Especially it's with, with the with the pandemic going on, and uh, people's money is funny. Even though this happened before the pandemic even hit, it's hard to. Uh, be on those those weekly titles or those monthly issues of comics anymore. I used to do that when you know uh, I wasn't married or or very early with, with my son being young. But as I've gotten older, man, I I can't get there every Wednesday to get get, get the new issues. Yeah, neither can I. <laughs> yeah, and next thing you know, it was passing by. Next thing I know, I find myself waiting for the trade to come out. Yeah, that that would be the easiest yeah. ones for me. Is that and then when people buy the trades, they're like. Why am I bringing this? Some people, not all. Why, why? Why am I bringing this big book into my house where I can just, you know, read it online? Mm-hmm. That's, you know, uh, I think one, one of the biggest, one of the biggest things. You know, there's no local comic book stores no more. There's no local things to to do that. And if you can just, uh, you know, if you can do as minimal as possible, mm-hmm. then hey, it, uh, it it's it's gonna hurt the market bad. Like I'm surprised there's still, still some comic book stores that's open during the uh, uh, during the, after the pandemic because uh, I don't know how they survive. Same, same. They had to take a mean loan. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> a mean loan. Um, but no, I mean, I mean, great point. now they now they got the Biden bucks. But I'm just saying. But before then, yeah. I'm like closed up. Yeah, I. I 100% agree. You you brought up a you bring up a great point. Now, what I was thinking, um, because, like, let's say you um watch Guardians of the Galaxy, you saw it for the first time. He's like, man, I really want to. Or you watched the Batman movie, or rec- you recently watched the Batman movie. You're like, man, this was really good. I want to get into Batman. You go online. Hey, what Batman comic I should read? 
there are like 7 million issues of Batman to where it's like you don't know where to start. To where I could go, I could watch season one of Demon Slayer. I could go watch the movie of Demon Slayer. And all I got to say is, where in the manga does um, the movie of Demon Slayer leaves off? Oh, volume five. And then I could just start from volume five and continue. I think the more the accessibility makes it a lot easier. Whereas, mm-hmm. where Western comic books, it's a little bit harder to let go. Because we... Because of the characters that sell well, it's hard to let go because they instantly bring in money. Mm-hmm. To whereas Japanese or uh, comics over um, comics uh, in Japan, they take a lot more risk when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Also, it also um, applies to adaptations. To where the anime is literally a direct adaptation of the manga. Where very few things are changed, but Pretty much what you're reading is what you're going to see on the screen. Whereas certain animated shows, you're getting a uh, interpretation of their version of this world and this character. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things that could that's bringing the that honestly brings the uh, comic book industry down and the manga industry up is the accessibility of it both. Because um, I remember I was like, if you go somewhere, hey man, uh, like if you go to Randy. Ask mm-hmm. him, hey man, what Superman should I get? Well, you gotta get this one, this one, this one, this one, this one. <laughs> like, it's like it's overwhelming. It's literally I, I, overwhelming. I I can agree with you, and he will put me out to some good shoot Superman stuff. Yes. So, <laughs> and also, um, like um, with with comic books, they literally restart like almost every season. To the point where it's like, even though it says volume one, you still have to know prior information to get to volume one. Mm. Whereas volume one in a manga is literally the beginning. Yeah. So which I, which I like that too, also. It, it's a lot of changes that I feel like comic books should make. <laughs> and again, the accessibility, you could go to Barnes and Noble, pick mangas out. Whereas, if you just want to get an issue or something, you, you got to go through the world. <laughs> or, <laughs> you like, you, it's hard. It's harder to do. It's harder to do. You know. Um, but, yeah, that was the uh, little topic I wanted to have. Uh, I guess we you could... Worry about, you don't worry about that. will take us some time? Or... I, I thought it would be a longer conversation, honestly, but we kind of just... <laughs> we, we hit it right onto the point. We're just on a strive today. <laughs> uh, but, um... Movie experience. Let's take okay, it away. So here's the thing: I do have standard movie experiences coming to you guys. Mm-hmm. I was supposed to get done at the day, but I, my, my situation, I had to take some extra hours. I got to take some extra hours tomorrow, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna do my best to get it tomorrow or this week. But uh, I, I won't give like spoilers though. Okay. Here. Okay. Um, so I went. I saw Spiral and I saw Army of the Dead. Now I forgot Army of the Dead came out. Yeah, uh, that's on Netflix, right? Correct. Okay, and Spiral, I probably, I, I wasn't really interested in the movie. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to know how Chris Rock hacks, but uh, yeah, you could. You usually. You so, what do you want me to start with? I would say Spiral because I'm more curious about Spiral than I am with Army of the Dead. Okay, so when it comes to Spiral, 
I actually now is it the best Saw movie in the front? No, it's not. But oh yeah, because you are a big Saw fan. Yes, I will tip my head to Chris Rock because he takes a very bold approach to the, the uh, Saw franchise, which I think it's um is kind of cool. Which it does turn some people off, but I think sometimes. I like certain so, like people don't want social commentary in horror, right? But he brings that in this one because so now in this in spiral, I told you this will be spoilers. It's about dirty cops getting their just due. Nice. So I was actually wondering if it was about that. I'm glad to hear it is. Yeah, it's about dirty cops getting their just due. So. Obviously, pe- people know that John Kramer's traps are about you know rehabilitation. Right. That's how his whole thing was, and he put you in the traps to help you try to rebuild yourself and make you a better person. So this new guy, John Kramer's not back. He's dead. He has been dead. He's not coming back from the dead. Mm-hmm. This guy is a copycat killer, and I have to say, his voice because it, it, it's it's like a higher pitched childlike voice like this. When it comes over the audio, it sounds very creepy. Oh wow! And uh, you know, and, and Chris Rock is a is a dirty cop. He he did something um, that he's been covering up for for years. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, now all of a sudden, this new jigsaw killer is taking down uh, his police force, where people look at these cops. And look at them as good people and nice people, but when they start revealing the stuff that they that they done and the dirty secrets uh, secrets that they're holding, they get put in these different saw traps. Mm. So, and then uh, Chris Rock's dad, Samuel Jackson, is uh, one of the heads that worked in this police department, and he got some dirty stuff on, on, on his stuff too. And at the end, they. Uh, the new Jigsaw Killer sets Chris Rock and Samuel Jackson up, which I was just like, "Damn!" And it just it ends so abrupt to the point where it's just like, "Y'all have to make a sequel." But uh, here's the thing: here's the thing. Saw always ends abrupt, correct? Yeah, uh, we, we we've seen it. Like we see the door being closed, like game over. But it's like, it, but it leaves you with that wondering abrupt, like, oh, "What the hell's going to happen?" Right. How do we get out of this one? This just ends abrupt to the point where it's just like, wait, no, you, we gotta, you, we gotta finish this actual scene. Like you know, what I'm saying we, we gotta. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, like, they ran out of film. Yeah, like, like it's just Chris Rock is still screaming, but I'm like, but it's not like he's trapped somewhere. It's just like, yo, something happened, and it's like because um, the way the new Jigsaw Killer does it is that he has. He, he gives him ultimatum. You can either kill me or you can shoot the spiral to save your dad. Right. But, you know, he shoots the spiral to save his dad, not trying to uh, answer for um, the shit that he has done. So, in other words, that was the wrong thing to do. And now his dad gets caught in this puppet trap where he is being pulled up like a marionette puppet, right? Mm-hmm. And these, the, these SWAT cops are about to Bust in the door, and meanwhile, Chris Rock, who plays Zeke, is beating the shit out the guy who's the jigsaw killer. Oh. And uh, and but 
the SWAT comes in there, but as he's being raised up as a puppet, they come in their guns drawn and they're like, put you know, put your hands up. They don't know that he's being strung up like a puppet. Oh. And it, it, the, the hand gets put out like a knife comes out and his hand gets put like a puppet like he's like like he's holding a gun. They light his ass up. Dang. And it's just like now you've been set up because what happens all the time when there's an unarmed black guy and the cops is coming, they just come there shooting. Yep. And then it's the old police that work for Chris Rock and then he's just like, yo, stop shooting, stop. And it just ends. Oh. And I'm like, yo, we gotta finish this scene. Like, what's going on? So it's <laughs> like, what even happens? Right. You know, and, and so it's just like, wow, that was um, you know, it, it does have the social commentary in it. It does bring back some of the old elements from the original Saw, uh-huh. whereas Jigsaw from 2017 was more of the big budget type stuff. And you can tell, like, okay, we got a little bit more money here, but this one tries to bring back the, the older stuff. However, it does go like a hundred miles an hour, and I'm like, y'all, we need to take a break. <laughs> like we, we need to take a break. And in a movie where it's more so about detective work opposed to the salt, because there's not as many salt traps in this movie. Okay, it's only about like three of them. Gotcha, gotcha. And it's just like, but um, we, we need to slow down and let some of these scenes breathe a little bit. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like tension after tension after tension after tension after tension, and it's kind of like there's just like scenes where it's like somebody's talking and they're thinking back into the past, and they kind of like walk from their past back into the present. And I'm like, wait, hold on, we ain't finished what we was. Okay, I let it slide because it's Saul, right. or oh, it's, it's it's in the Saul universe kind of thing. So I I gave it a hashtag, give it a chance. Okay, I gave, I gave it a solid C. I gotta say, do I like it better than Saw the Final Chapter? Yes. I hate oh yeah, I chapter. forgot you hated that. I hate Saw Final Chapter, and honestly, I think I like it better than Jigsaw mm-hmm. because, like I said, well, so, there's going to be a slight bias because I'm a black guy, right? So I understand the social commentary, and then you know, pe- pe- people give it a hard time because it is has that commentary in there. And I'm just like, you know, everybody's experiences are going to be different, right? Right. But I was like, but how else do you do a Saw film that makes sense? Mm-hmm. You know, and I and like it. They actually put out the opening scene on YouTube. If you ever, ever anybody want to check it out, mm. I know you did so, a reaction to it. Yeah, I was like, whoa! So that was something. Oh, so yeah, you had to give it a chance. Now for my sleeper hit that I didn't think I, I thought I was going to hate this movie. Oh. That's a it's a sleeper hit. I I th- me personally I thought it was going because I don't like zombies. Oh, I don't I don't like zombie movies. I don't. I'm not scared of zombies. I just don't get them. Yeah, that's understandable. I you know I I don't care for Walking Dead. I don't care for World War Z. I don't care for Night of the Living Dead. I don't care if Shaun the Dead. I don't care you know, uh, Dawn of the Dead or <laughs> all them don't the movies. I don't care mm-hmm. about zombie movies at all but what happens when you do you take a zombie movie mm-hmm. and a bank heist and you put them together that's what this movie is it's different because this time Zack Snyder puts an interesting case around 
the zombies. Because, you know, zombies are just, like, mindless creatures. Yeah, we got to save ourselves. We got to get to point A to point B. Exactly. They're like just mindless creatures that, these, that, these, that you know, they, they bite and kill people, and they turn to these mindless creatures, uh, they get killed. But this time, there's this, there is... They kind of mix a zombie into an extraterrestrial. Oh. There's this big zombie named Zeus, mm-hmm. okay, that they are bringing from Area 51. Okay, and right. he's like the alpha... And he's the alpha zombie, but we don't know if he's all the if he's fully zombie or extraterrestrial because only he can produce other zombies. Gotcha. No, so if somebody, so say if Zeus bites you, right, and you bite me, I don't become a zombie. I'm just dead. Only Zeus can produce the other zombies. Okay. So. He decides that after he kills, you know, this military that's trying to transport his body, that he is going to take over Vegas because they're they're right there in Area Fifty One, which makes it in Sin City, right? Yeah. So Scorpion from Mortal Kombat, that guy, he's in there. Is uh, calls on Batista to get a squad together because he has money in this bank vault. Uh, that he has at this casino and he wants Batista and his team to go, go there and get it and get, and he, he'll give them $50 million. And he can split it how he wants amongst his team before they nuke, uh, Vegas. Okay. But there's a, a underground thing that's going on with the government because they don't even care about the money. They want the blood of the zombie, the extraterrestrial thing, because it holds the power to make more of them. Okay, and of course the government wants to make more. <laughs> and they, they want to have some kind of super army, because right. it's all about power. Okay. And Batista's character, uh, and this was actually kind of shocking, because he runs from everything. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he had to accident, he had to kill his wife, because his wife got infected. Oh, oh okay. I was, I was like, yeah. "Whoa!" I, 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 yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, and one day I, I've liked about Batista in his his movies and the way he speaks up a lot. Batista is very hard on diversity. Yeah, especially especially Zack Snyder too. So it, it's it's a very diverse team of Latinos and blacks and lesbians and women and. You know, people of color, and just it, it's I I enjoy the whole team, right? And it, of course, it, and of course, it, it has the you know the, the the geeky kind of team, but they they have to go in to Vegas, <coughs> fight off these zombies, and then retrieve the money and then try to make it back safe from these zombies and. Uh, some of the zombies that, 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 that are too dead and mindful stayed out in the sun and burnt themselves out. And they made a they, they made a cool analogy saying that if it was ever to rain, they can come back and uh, for about a couple of hours before they dry out again. I said, like, "Oh, that that was cool. Oh, I didn't think so." These I, zombies get just like they literally dry out. Okay. Yeah. So and then uh, since uh, you know Zeus is is the head thing. 
Batista tells everybody who plays the guy, Scott. He says, look, the headshot is a way to take the zombie out. Mm. You got to just, you know, destroy the brain and the zombie can kiss out. So Zeus actually wears a helmet to protect him. Dang. You know, saying from any kind of uh, head damage. And apparently he has made it with somebody and they have like this, like, uh, it's, it's like the, the queen, the queen, uh, they made, but then they kill the queen and get the head of the queen because they're gonna try to bring her head back to you know uh, to the government. But she was pregnant at the time, and there's like this little blue fetus that that Zeus pulls out. It looks like he, I don't know, if they're gonna explore it in a sequel or not. Uh-huh. If he's going to try to create, you know, um, or, or or repopulate more of these kind of super zombies because these zombies are smart. Right, you know, and uh, and the team is also smart too. One thing I hear about Zion was also is when you get a team together and they just be stupid. Right, they just be going out there, man, and they they, they don't follow instructions. No, this is a team that goes out and does what they need to do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I'm not gonna give away all the movie. The, the really the only bad thing. That, that I mean, Zack Snyder has a slow motion. Mm-hmm. Of course, I, knew I, I mean, it, it didn't bother me like, like Barry Allen and the like the, like the Flash and Iris. It did not bother me. <laughs> that yeah, that was too much. Yeah, <laughs> that um, scene but, did not need to be. <laughs> the one thing that bothered me the most about this movie is the runtime. The runtime? It's two and a half hours oh, long. Oh God! And I'm like Zack, bro, you like. He do this every time. Like, first of all, I can't find a Zack Snyder movie that is like you know below two hours. <laughs> Zack Snyder is like a Luther Vandross song. Every <laughs> Luther Vandross song is like five to six minutes of, and I'm like, you can cut this out. <laughs> wow. And if, if if anybody likes R and B, like you can listen to any, you can listen to Temptations, you can listen to Michael Jackson, and a, and a nice good song can go anywhere from between three to four minutes. But you pop on Luther, this man is singing so amazing for six minutes, <laughs> and, and it's just like, bro, you can cut out some of them hoo hoos, and I'm just, and that's how I feel about a Zack Snyder movie, <laughs> unless it's a director's cut, and I'm like, and. This movie, the runtime, I'm not gonna say it it, it, it takes away from the movie, mm-hmm. but I'm sitting there like this is a great two hour zombie movie, but I don't need this extra half hour. I to- yeah, I totally get it. it. I don't need this extra half an hour, and it's making me feel some kind of way. It's really because I, I I felt it. I was like I was checking. Like I paused to check the time. Like okay, it looks like we're, we're close to the end because of how the plot is going. I'm like we got an hour left. Dang. Of what? We in Vegas? Y'all got the? Mo- it's almost like the Five Bloods. Uh huh. Fifty five minutes in the movie, they got the treasure. <laughs> and it's like there's another ninety minutes left. You're like what? The-? But see, that movie said they gotta go through some shit to get back. You know? Right. This movie, I'm just like. Don't tell me y'all about to fight zombies for an hour. We not about to do this right now. <laughs> we not about to do this. But overall, it it um it shocked me because I don't like zombie movies. I don't, mm-hmm. and it's good. I enjoyed it. I actually gave it a B plus. Oh, nice. I gave it a B plus. Then once again, my bar is set so low. 
I say to my review, if there's anybody out there who is like like a zombie aficionado who knows about this kind of stuff, mm-hmm. let me know what I'm missing. What you know? Because my bar said, "Look, I don't watch zombie stuff." So they said, "Like, well, this ain't nothing. You need to check out this movie. This movie. I'm willing to hashtag give it a chance after seeing Army of the Dead." Gotcha. And I think this one, Batista actually shows his acting range. Okay, you know, you and Mario Harvick's in there too, and uh, he didn't bother me. You got me interested in this movie now. I had no desire to see this whatsoever. Well, that's how I was at the first two because I, I was just like, oh, okay. zombies are overplayed to me we had that phase where everything has zombies in it and i was just like i'm 100 percent done yeah that 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 whole 2012 2013 14 i was like it was too much i was sick and tired of coming to work talking about the walking dead every i'm like okay like first of all you did not get out this city yet And I was drinking it, water. I almost it, choked. <laughs> I just get so pissed. I'm like, yo, uh, uh, when it comes to sound, like there's just no end to this like, shit. Leave. <laughs> yeah, and Please. and I mean, like, and the, the, I like that the characters have arcs. Mm-hmm. Each character has a certain arc to them, and they are forced to make certain decisions. That which I like about the movie is they are forced to make decisions that are just unfair. Right. Like if they see a couple. Like there's this one scene where it's in the beginning where she, she sees a couple being attacked by zombies in, in their car uh-huh. and she tries to go save them and they, they're scared out their mind and she's like come on with me and they see, she sees that the husband has a cut on his arm oh. and she's like fuck you're infected so she has to kill him right. and it's just like man I, I can feel anything in a zombie movie. Right. Because it's just mindless kill action type thing like that. But no, it's really like he flushed it out. He gave them character arcs. He even gave the fucking zombies arcs. Okay. Who you know, I was. Zack Snyder, the one that everyone hated last <laughs> year, could make a movie that is so well received twice in one <laughs> half in one of the year. year. <laughs> because I, let's see. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look on on a, on a tomato meter. Uh-huh. Because I don't think it's uh Army of the Dead yet. Yeah, as of right now, for a zombie movie, it's sitting at sixty nine percent. That's not bad. Well I mean for a zombie yeah, movie that's that, pretty good. Sixty nine percent is bad but that's better than I thought. Actually, it's it's not because you're at, at about seventy percent. Sixty nine percent ain't bad. When you hit like forty percent, oh yeah, that's where it's and below because it, it's what, what it's saying is seventy percent of the critics like this movie. That's how you read the tomato meter. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so if it says sixty nine percent, it means sixty. It because it, it, as up here. We got the Google users also. It's seventy-two percent like this movie. Okay. So, for a Zion movie and Netflix uh, dished out ninety million for them to make this movie. Dang. They uh, I it like I said for me once again. I'm not a zombie. I'm telling y'all one more time. I'm not a zombie aficionado. I don't watch zombie movies. I just know what I like what I like, and I think for what Zack Snyder did. 
for what for what this movie do is graphic. And you know, there's just uh there's some things it had to cut out, you know what I'm saying? And uh it's bloody. But I was like, okay, I saw something I expect from a Zion movie, but just the way it's done, I, I found myself into these characters. I, except his daughter. Mm. Except Batista's daughter. I'm just like <sighs> I never thought I would say that Batista's out acting you right now. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought I would say Matisse is out, out acting right now and he's carrying this movie this is like his first movie because originally James Gunn made a whole role for Batista in Suicide Squad right I remember that I remember that yeah Batista turned it down and I can see why he turned it down because Batista wants to lead his own movie right Army of the Dead is his movie it's his group He's the one leading leading the charge. Is his squad? He's starting to prove more and more that he's becoming a better actor. Yes, and I, I, the growth in him is astonishing. Yeah, so I mean, now will you give it a high score like I, I, I like I did? Probably not, but I do recommend you probably go check it out. I will watch it, and by next week, I will give you my review. Okay, I hope you don't know, cue flow it and be like. Yeah, I ain't watched that, John. No, you actually interest me in this movie. I had no <laughs> desire to watch this at all, but you actually interest me in it. I'll tell you what movie that you have. You should have no desire to see, and you should keep it that way. That's the, the woman in the window. I never even heard of that. That's the, the, that was one. Of the, you know how Netflix has a new movie every week, every weekend. Yeah, Amy Adams is oh, in this movie with Ant and. Anthony Mackie's her husband. Let's start right there. Why? Why does Netflix keep hiring him? What is going on? And she is a recluse. Uh, she's somebody who who can't go outside. Who's also a child therapist. And there are these neighbors that are coming across the street, and she thinks she witnessed the murder of some uh, one of her neighbors. And it's the movie is trying to be pseudo deep. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it sounds like it sounds like Disturbia, but bad. It is. It's it's, it's not good. It's going on. It's it's going on my list of worst of twenty 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 one. Gotcha. And I, I I sat back and just watched it. I just wanted to check it out, and I was like, this is not good. And I'm like, but I, I, the movie is trying. Too hard to be too deep. Scorsese was right. Whoever said Netflix movies don't care, don't matter. <laughs> y'all just proving him right, y'all. Yeah, except for like I said, Army Day. I like Army Day, so yeah. that's that, that's a Netflix movie. But when when it comes to the woman in the window with Amy Adams, and I'm just like, and first of all, Anthony Mackie plays her 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 husband. I can't picture like, them two together. For, good because he barely in he barely in the movie. <laughs> he, 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 I got is, my Marvel check here. <laughs> he's barely in the movie. I'm just like, bro, this this relationship is not. Conv- Amy Adams and, and, and Anthony Mackie is like, hey, let's be inter. You know, let's be uh, you know, interracial for the sake of being interracial. There's just nothing with that at all. I hate when that happens. It's like, I, I hate. Let's make a statement. Like, Why? You can have it's, it's all right for her to have a, a white husband. It's right. fine. 
you know, say so I, I understand you want to, you know, mix things up and you want to, you know, I, I, I feel you. I'm all with that. Mix them up, but the, but just her and Anthony Mackie don't fit at all. Do you have other black men you could have picked? For Amy Adams, said you, you you gotta have somebody that compliments each other. Homeboy that played uh he was in uh Miami, uh one night in Miami. Which one? The tall, which dark guy? skin brother. He didn't play Malcolm, and he didn't play uh he played oh, football play, player. Oh 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 Jim Brown, the one play Elgis Hodge. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that's an Amy Adams type of guy. Yeah, I I I I, I can see it. it's kind of like uh remember Bird Box yeah with Sandra Bullock yeah and she and, and then she had a have it did that every relationship with, with that black guy yeah, that it looked good it looked I was good like, together if there was no cameras rolling and so, and somebody told me that was Sandra Bullock's man in real life I believe it <laughs> like I was straight believe it to the point where I, their, their chemistry was great they came off great even when they were talking to in interviews I was like yo. That's your man. Stop lying. <laughs> Don't really hit kids that you got. Stop yeah. lying. You know what I'm saying? That, that's how I felt. When I just see Amy Adams and Anthony Megan driving in the car together, I'm like, you must be driving him to his trailer because this is <laughs> not... <laughs> this is just not... Y- y'all came and breathed right together. Like This is just not working for me. And it's so bad for Amy Adams. Because I think I, I think Amy Adams is an attractive woman, but like you got you got to compliment it, Amy Adams. I think it, it goes along with being a good actor too. <laughs> because it's like like you said, a good actor can hold it. Yeah, a good actor will be able to hold it, but it's just like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but it's, it's just a black guy that she. I was like, this don't sell. It's just like I literally Anthony Mackie must have been just walking off the set of Falcon and Winter Soldier. He's like, "Hey, can I borrow you for literally three scenes?" Like, Look, man, we only got three. Cut the check. Uh, he better not have said it for this movie. <laughs> he better not. He now, said, if you keep want the check, <laughs> so now if you want to watch the movie so we can roast it, then sure. I I, I don't mind a good roasting session gotcha. for uh um. It's called the woman in the window. It I just came try. out last week. I will try. <laughs> it, it, it's 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 not long, like two and a half hours. It's it's literally under two hours, wow. I think. Because after a while, even look, this how I know it was bad when Grace Randolph said she fell asleep twice. I said, "Damn." When Grace Randolph said, I fell asleep twice trying to watch this joint, I said, please. Because I, I swore that she said she won't like this shit. Oh, man. Well, look, I think that, that's pretty much all we got for today. Uh, we, we knocked out two weeks of podcasts within <laughs> within a good amount of time. Well, uh, oh, 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 I do want that because you did talk put Power Rangers on there. <laughs> I am so sorry. We did. I did put Power Rangers on there. He didn't want to talk about that joint at all. (laughs) It's not the Switch. Come on now. Oh, by the way, uh, there was a rumor that the Switch Pro might be coming out, which might be called the Super Nintendo Switch. I'm like, oh. We'll see by E3. 
Um, Power Rangers. Look, so I'll tell you, it, it, it may be E3 or it may be this week before E3 so they can get a, a jump on it. It will make sense if they do it this week so that they can say, coming to the Super Nintendo. But they better not change the cartridge. It will be dumb if they do like that. If they do it like that. Like the, the new Nintendo DS. I'm not sure if yeah. you remember that era where you had to yes, get a certain game. That, that, that was the I worked at Best Buy. I, I had to explain to people. And that was the time where they had the Wii and the Wii U, and I was like, yo, it's just, oh my god, Nintendo. Y'all just don't that, that whole DS cartridge changing shit, I was like, yeah. It, it was, yeah, it was bad. It was bad. But um, Ryu and chung are out for Power Rangers now, as the um, Street Fighter, I, 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 I had a brain fart about the game. As a Street Fighter enthusiast, how did you feel about the characters? Bruh, I love them. I loved everything about them. First of all, this is this is a dream come true, mm-hmm. and I'm so glad because first of all, the future is bright now. The future is bright on what they can do with, with at Enway Studios. And there, there are people out there that's kind of pissed, like well, because with a, with a property that has so much rich history in there. Uh-huh. Such as Power Rangers, we deal with over like thirty years of Power Rangers, and and there have been people on on social media, which I have read, that have complained about Ryu and Chun Li coming in the game. I'm saying, y'all, I want you to understand something. Like, just accept it, God. (laughs) First of all, they didn't just pick two random people like this. Let's put them in Power Rangers. They this thing has been going on in, in Legacy Wars, in comic books. This this is a thing. Ryu and Chun Li are Power Rangers, right? And but right now, uh, after the low sales of Scorpina, they had to do something. Right. They had because I said the game is cool. Scorpina is cool. Like I said, like you ha- you haven't learned how to use her yet. Yeah, I still got to learn how yeah. to use her. And I yeah. think it was also the time because I forgot that she came out when she came out. It exactly. She, she came out in December, which was so far away after the people the. Season three pass was announced at Combo Breaker of 2020. Okay, and then that was in May. Okay, I was about to say, can you remind me what month? Okay, yeah, that was May. <laughs> once again, there is a pandemic. Okay, I understand that, but they used to release a fighter a month, right? RJ was supposed to come out in June. Then anybody was like, okay, Lauren in July. Scorp- in Scorpina in August, and then September we can get the news about season four. Since we were in a pandemic, and we were in May, we was in the height of that jaw. RJ got delayed to to July. Right. Lauren got delayed to to um, September. However, they released a physical copy in October. So if you had digital, you got her in September. But if you had the physical, you got her in October. Right. And then. They had to delay Scorpina to December. So it took them literally seven months to release three characters. Because of the it's a long time. Because of the pandemic. And once again, people start and and they they kept doing the whole mystery character thing with Scorpina, but everybody knew who it was. And they was like, yo, stop playing these games. Just just reveal who the fuck this? T- you know her, who she is, so we can see her face and everything. And the model look cool and everything like look look cool like that. And then, but once again, when you're dealing with thirty years of power, you're like, okay, it's another mi- mighty morphin fan, another mighty morphin 
uh, Ranger category, which those Mighty Morphin fans are 30 plus years old or 40. To get the, the the kids, you to get the kids acclimated to the game, or to get the or the younger people more acclimated to the game, you need to bring out some of the fresher Power Rangers. So, what better way to bring some life back into it? Because you don't want this game not to get no life. It's too good of a game not to get no life. Right. What 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 better way to do that than to add Street Fighter characters to it? Right. That, that's already. Rangers, which then all of a sudden it's like I said, it took it takes me no time at all since I've been playing it last week, uh, or since I've been playing since Tuesday when these things came when these characters came out to find a match online. There'd be some days that it's hard to find a match online. It's not because it's online sucks because nobody's playing right now. Right. So, but now since this thing it it it, it re brought people into the community because now. The future is bright because this is not an official season, right? This is a this they, they call this the Street Fighter pack. This is not season four. Season four is going to be doing it. so. They already said we're not done with the game yet, but it you got to bring some some kind of life into it because if they had brought Ryu and Chun Li in during season four, it's like damn, those spots could have went to Power Ranger characters, right? Exactly. You give them their own pack with their own skins, and then you help continue on, on with the story, and it gives people something to do to get back into the game, and then come and then by the fall because come July, that's when the Super Edition is going to get its its physical right. release, and then you can make an announcement like, all right, because come the fall, season four, right, and do it, especially since people are getting vaccinated. And things open up more, young, and and since they've been patching the hell out of this game, they can focus more on content. And then now you can realize, now you can figure out, okay, what will what will sell to Ranger fans because you got to keep the momentum going. Mm-hmm. And like I said, the pandemic happened; that was not their fault, right? But uh, but now since twenty twenty is, is behind us. Now they're doing it, and I think it was an excellent move, excellent move to bring in Ryu and Chun Li, and they gave them a lot of love. Uh, especially when it, like you 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 come and you do the the, the inputs. I enjoy the arcade move. Mm-hmm. I really did. It's harder, but I enjoy a good challenge, right? Because I was I was like, man, this thing is a. Uh, I, I had to do it a couple times. I'm not. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had to do it a couple times. But I was like, but I I enjoy it. And what I enjoy is that you have to play as their class '93 skin throughout most of the arcade mode, and they morph at the end. Which also is going to show that in the future, there this opens the door for more unmorphed skins. Right. You know, for Tommy, Kimberly, Jason, or. Or whatever characters they're gonna put in there because now it's like okay they're not afraid to do faces let's do it uh type thing so I've been having fun with it I've been I've been playing it online I have been practicing me and Swagger practicing we've been putting the verses up on um level up so make sure you guys continue to uh check that out support that hopefully he gets to get his hands on Chun Li or Ryu to try him out when he gets paid next time to uh. By the pack, yeah. 
I do want to play as them. But I've, I've been having fun. Like, fighting against them, they don't feel out of place. What you say? Fighting against them, they don't feel out of place. They feel like they were made special for this game. Exactly. I like that. Yeah, Yeah, they they do play it by their own rules. They do have the they do have the input, but it just fits right up into the game mechanics of of what's going on, and and that also shows that each player in powers don't play the same at all anyway. Right. Exactly. So yeah. Oh man. I love it. I think this is one of the best DLCs they did since um, season two. The season two pass, right? I think was 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 their best season. Their best season Who was before in, uh, season two again. Uh, Doggy Kruger. Oh, okay, okay, I remember. This Eric Myers and Daishi and the White Ranger skin in the SPD Patrol Base and the SPD Megazord. I remember. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, so. That whole thing was good, and then they keep updating the game. We got new stages. Like I said, the stages are bigger now. Mm-hmm. The, uh, there's the different sound effects. There's, there's different little things they put in there because now, if you type in the game on YouTube now in the algorithm, uh, it wow. says Battle for the Grid Super Edition 2021. So that means it's an official re-release. Oh, so now, hopefully, now we could get game of the year. <laughs> so hopefully that. It gets nominated um, at least. At least get hope again now. At least get nominated. First of all, I want IGN and other people to re-review it, right? Because it, it, it changed. The game is, it, it it changed a lot. The game deserves a re-review, but I'm hoping that it gets some love. It's going to be a comic breaker again. Um, was it next Thursday mm-hmm. when they do combo breaker? So, uh, I was hoping it gets some more love now since it's being like a re-release, especially with the physical copy coming out in July. Right. And people, like I said, if y'all looking for Rangers, this thing is not done. This thing is going to be worked on for, believe it or not, years to come because there's no point doing the second one. Right, at all. And and honestly, you, you, you never know. If you keep supporting the game and people keep buying the DLC and stuff like that, you, they're going to keep adding to it. Right. They're going to keep adding to it, and I'm going. To, when that whole bottom screen is filled with characters, is when I'm satisfied. Gotcha. <laughs> so, like, we, you know, we get in there, especially for me sticking with this, uh, sticking with this thing. Uh, when it first came out, when it was only literally nine characters in there, right? You went from nine char- nine characters to twenty three. In two jump. years, that's a jump. That it's 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 a jump. It's like uh, I think fighters they doubled ever with all the characters they got now. I well, now, see the, the, the only difference between fighters is like, bro, can I get like who these this last DLC is like Smash Brothers? I mean, uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. That that's the last. They ended uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. Wait, so the, there's no Radis? No. Who was the last one? It was uh, Super Saiyan 4 Gogeta. Oh, that's and I, right. And okay. honestly, that was a shock. <laughs> that was a shock. Oh, okay. Damn, like, they still give my love. So they didn't give my no, no love to Raditz at all. Okay. Hey, be hopeful because of the 2022 uh, Dragon Ball movie. They said an unlikely character may return. So it could be Raditz. It could be Cooler. It could be Janemba. It could be a lot of characters. <laughs> I tell you what, it ain't going to be taping. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I know that. And, was true. and we we still got what two Smash Brothers characters left? I don't know at this point. <laughs> I'm gonna be real. I don't know. I'm so out of the loop with Smash Brothers. I just like, I literally will play the game for like a week, and I'm like, all right, I, <laughs> I got my fix. If by the way, I think Ryu and Power just play better than Ryu in Smash Brothers does. He looks like it because this is a traditional fighting game. Yeah, because I like I I enjoy the way he plays so much better. Yeah, <laughs> so much better. Cause that shit was irking me in Smash Brothers. I was like, you don't belong here, but sure. <laughs> I said the same thing, but hey, I've learned I have learned to uh live with it. But yeah, so I recommend y'all go out there and get y'all go out there, and get that DLC, get the get the Power Rangers pack and, and get the update to the whole game. So you can get the the three the, the three different skins that come because it I, I it is gonna be more to come because I know they're gonna give uh Chun Li probably a, a, a helmetless uh skin also and I know there's gonna be more skins. There's gonna be another. I look I I'm almost one I don't know any inside news or anything like that, but I can almost guarantee y'all there's gonna be another season by the fall. Oh yeah. This is the, this is the summer right now. They they they're going to they're going they're going to promote Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. Y'all go ahead and, and face it. And first of all, yo, watch the tournament swag cuz I I have come to the conclusion that I'm not playing this game competitively. I uh, oh yeah. I I mean with Jen, the way you playing with Jen, I'm like, "Oh my god." That's why when you tell me you would be like, "Hey man, you got to you got to play uh you got to uh play um fighters competitively i'm like you, you don't you gotta watch <laughs> you gotta watch <laughs> i mean yeah it's cause... a different world when watching fighter players play competitively is like i'm not even going to get a hit off i'm not because like i said when it comes to me and bad for the grid i'm like yeah i found myself i, I found myself solid on on on, on the, we, we're facing friends level mm-hmm. but so i dropped too many combos and I can't cancel to the point where it's just like, y'all, y'all got to put me down. All I know is I praise the Lord when you drop a combo. <laughs> Especially with Jen. I'll be like, oh my. As soon as I see Jen, I'm like, all right, here we go. I- I'm ready to put the controller down. Well, Jen and Gia are the only two characters I know. Oh, and some of Jason. Gia, I can handle. Jen is like once you get that jump loop, I'm like, all right. <laughs> I, I be thinking what Q said. He said, "Yeah, I, I ain't playing no more. I'm not even playing no more." And I, 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 I be sitting there, I be in the lab just trying to, just just trying to, I you know, still crack up at what he said. He was like, "Damn, this game ain't button mashing." <laughs> oh my god, I was cracking up so hard. <laughs> <laughs> like this is yeah. the Tekken Master, <laughs> the oh, yeah. game that is button mash. <laughs> Man, don't, don't, even, don't even speak to me. Don't even speak to me about Tekken, Lord. Tekken is a button mash. If you if you don't know how to play Tekken, just mash. <laughs> just I mean, mash. just mash. But I'm saying because when it comes to blocking, first of all, I just like I, I hate the three different blocking the high, mid, low block. I'm like. Can't I just block and call it a day? I would say block and like mid and low are the only ones I would take. Like how Power Rangers is. You get the mid, you get the low. I'm cool with that. Yeah. 
Like when you add a high, it's like, all right, come on yeah, now. Yeah, yeah you, you seriously draw them. But yeah, uh, that's pretty much all for the podcast. Thank you for joining us, Mister A and E. Where can we find you? Um, hopefully, we are. Me and a couple of my friends are actually working on a new podcast. Dag, which one? So, um, oh, actually, oh, it's, uh, it's my bad. It's not released. It's unreleased. Uh, well, it's it's unreleased at the moment. But hold on. There are new things that I want to do for the summertime, mm-hmm. and especially since we're, we're trying to get out of the pandemic, and I want to enjoy the summer opposed to last summer. Mm-hmm. So there's some new projects that, that I am working on with a certain group of my friends, and when it comes to Swaggle Zero also, I want to start going live with this podcast. Mm-hmm. Kind of like how, uh, that new f- uh, format that you found of us going live. Yeah, we just gotta get the timing right. That's the- oh yeah, I think we get the timing right. Cause I, remember, I told you I want to start doing the different interviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I want to um, do. I I, I want to do all that. You know, and and so I want I want to try to do that. I want to get the website fixed. I want to get uh, you know, just be on social media because we are close, Sway. We are really close. We are at eight hundred and three subscribers. Oh yeah, I saw. We we're close to a thousand. For a thousand, I'm like, I'm trying to get there before the two K news start dropping. I really want to ramp that up. Mm-hmm. And we are, for, and then all of a sudden, level up is jumping. Yeah, I've been, I've like, been trying. Really I've, been, I've been cracking. The, I hate editing so much. So, bro, don't remind me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and it's my fault. Especially with the It Takes Two video, because I wanted to be creative. Oh. I wanted to, I wanted to go out and be creative. I was like, "Ooh, I could do this." And then I'm sitting there I'm, while I'm doing it, I'm cursing myself out. I'm like, "This is and why." Don't it, and don't it hurt when you put it up there. You buy this two views. You like what? Honestly, if one person gets enjoyment out of, I win. Okay, I'm glad you had him in talk. I'm like, I did all this work. I was like, you don't want to Where my check at? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's what I want. Yeah, I, I, that's the way I see it. If one person got entertained by it, that's a win for me. Well, yeah, whoop you do, bro. If I made someone smile watching that vid, then, hey, I'm all good. But yeah. And- so that as you can find us, I'm not I'm not gonna say the Instagram and Twitter because I plan on actually revamping those so you know we need a refresher. So right. stay tuned for you go you you can find me working on this shit. Okay. Yeah. Uh you know, level up. Uh hopefully I'll have more. There was a new My Hero mobile game and I downloaded this program that lets you play mobile games on a computer. So I want to try that out because this looks like a good open world my hero game and I'm like of course it doesn't come out for the system mm. but hey uh, I want to try that out hopefully I can get it right we'll see but yeah um, it takes two more of that knockout city I have a couple more uh, god that game is fun but um, I have a couple more heard. before the trial is up and then I really can't wait till Ratchet and Clank uh, comes out honestly that comes out when? Uh, the 11th your birthday Oh right! That comes out the eleventh. Final Fantasy uh, Seven Remake Integrate comes out on the eleventh. I'm like, come, why y'all do this? 
So I'm, in other words, I I, I know I ain't gonna see you that day. Oh no, you are. That, that, like, I mean, other than work. So if you have if you're doing something at the work, I mean, I'll come over. But it's like, dog, why, why, why y'all dropping so much good stuff on the same day? Oh, bro, don't don't because Loki gonna be the eleventh too. No, it's the ninth now. Oh, oh, they they push it up. Yeah. So, oh, okay. I mean, at least Disney heard me. You know. But because I want to play Final Fantasy Remake so bad again in 60 frames per second. Because I made, oh, yeah, yeah, that that's a yeah. Uh, I was gonna say, I don't want to get into that, but 60 frames per second and 30 frames per second is a big difference. Some people say they don't know the difference. I'm like, play, play Miles Morales, I you'll sure, see I, it. I, I, I saw it, I, I like, felt woo! it with Miles Morales. I was like, why is this stuttering? And then I switched to the six. I was like, "Oh yeah, that's smooth." It was like butter going on toast. Yeah, uh, yeah, spreadable butter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, jelly. Let's do jelly. Jelly on toast. It was smooth. But yeah, um, yeah. You'll know where to. You know where to find us. I gotta run to the bathroom. But uh, yeah, Q Flow, wherever you are, take us out. Gotcha. to your ears welcome to the show we don't need any gimmicks you already know so sit back relax and hit the like button go and share with your friends and keep the likes coming swag on trivia and prompts top five either way it's fun and you're hearing it live join with your host mr a and e yeah you know it's the place to be snc Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. Bathfitter.